You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Mary, I have an amazing idea. I have an idea. This is going to propel our podcast, Sibling Talk, to the top of the heap. It, it, we're going to be on the front page of the New York Times. We're going to be on Morning Joe. They'll probably ask us to come. Here, here's the idea. Ready? Okay. Today, right now, we record two episodes. And in one, we predict that the Republicans are going to sweep the midterms. And then we do it again. And you predict that the Democrats are going to pull a surprise. And then I hold those. And then after the election, we play the one that we want. And then we're famous for our prediction. What do you think? <laughs> well, since we don't usually, you know, get it out right away anyway, it's not a bad plan because yeah. one thing is going to happen or the other is going to happen. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm also kind of thinking on a more serious note, if I may, that we know about as little is I think many of the pollsters know. I I am not, you know, when they're all, well, it's tightening and it's uh, at the middle and this is just about split even. I think if you got to the heart of it, and I say this based on some results over the last couple of elections, I don't think they know. Well, this is the only thing that's keeping me from deep despair. So, <laughs> so I hope you're right. I mean, the thing is, John, you, first of all, I think polling has changed so much. And the only things that make sense to me is when you hear, like this morning, the guy was from, oh, what was he? Like um, Bloomberg Analytics or something said, anybody who tells you they know what's going to happen is just lying. Because the spread, the margin of error on some of these polls is huge. It's just like 10 points because mm-hmm. they just don't know. They don't know what they're capturing. And one of the things I, or one of the commentators this morning was saying that um, the polls generally do not capture progress um, populace. And I thought, well, why wouldn't they catch populace? Well, I don't know. Maybe people don't answer their phone or, they don't have numbers for the middle of Wisconsin, or I don't know what it is. But there's probably other groups that aren't being captured as well. Maybe young college women who are registering in huge numbers, but don't seem to be reflected in the polls. And one other group, John, which is interesting, and you, you even have met some of these people, is Americans living abroad. Polls never catch them. And in some states, they made a difference last time. So well, there's just can, whole bunches of groups yeah. that the polls are not capturing. So sure, the, the could be a red wave, and, and certainly the Republicans are predicting that. I think it may not be a red wave or a blue surprise. It might just be Republicans win this race, Democrats win this race, and it's not that much of a change except the House of Representatives. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, the things that are lingering in my mind is I remember 
uh, in the 2020 election, hearing people say, Ohio is getting very, very close. There is a possibility it could flip for Joe Biden. I, I don't remember the actual note, but Donald Trump crushed Joe Eight Biden. Points. He won. Eight points. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't even close. There were reports uh, right up to Election Day that Florida could go Democratic. I, what idiot thought that? I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. So I do kind of hold on to to some of those. I agree with some of the problems you you identified in uh, in polling in particular. I don't think that polls and even reporting has really come to grips with what is in a way a phenomenon of the last two or three years, and that is massive early and mail-in voting, bigger than we've ever had had before. And I think that just changes the whole dynamic. I mean, it's possible that I'm just trying to stoke my own hope here. So I don't <laughs> well, that could very well be true. I, I have played a lot of games with myself, too, in the last week or so. But I think the end of the day, John, the um, it comes down to we just don't know. And we have to wait until people vote. And I mean, a lot of people have voted. We know that. But until the votes are counted. So, you know, now they're they're saying Ohio will go to J.D. Vance. That could be true. Or Tim Ryan could win. <laughs> I mean, like, I think these states that are toss ups are literally that toss ups. And um, until the results come in. Yeah. And I'd like to fo know. focus on some things we do know for sure for whatever good it does. One is we do know that the states, many states have been redistricted in such a way that uh, Republicans are likely to win those districts. Uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, kind of headline ones on this, Sean Patrick Maloney, uh, Amy Spanberger in uh, Virginia, uh, both incumbents who are now facing almost brand new districts. And it's been happening for a while, but clearly the edge goes to Republicans in terms of House there. We do know that. We do know that Republicans have what I'm going to call some historically bad candidates. And there have been bad candidates before, but there's some really, really dreadful ones. I, I like to call this kind of technically the Herschel effect. Uh, or something like <laughs> like that to to name it after him, and I you know I I just believe that has to have an effect that it can cure things. And my third thing that we do know is that elections are turning on very few votes. Donald Trump was elected. If you put all the people together that made the difference, I mean this is kind of a mathematical game. But it was essentially the number of people who fit into an NFL stadium. You know, we heard state after state, 10,000 votes, 11,000 votes. And in a Senate race, I think that's going to be true. I think it may be less votes than that. And in House races, it could be very, very few votes. I mean, I guess all three of those together still get you back to I don't know, doesn't it? It does. But you know, understanding the electorate in a, a weird way, it's like the sophistication of the electorate. 
when these margins are so close, the electorate, let's say, for example, Georgia, people may be holding their nose to vote for Herschel Walker. They know he's a flawed candidate, but they don't want to give the Senate to the Democrats because I think we know what the consequences of that are. And if you want more Republican judges, fewer Democratic judges, and we know what a difference that makes, Herschel Walker's in the Senate, because you know he's going to do whatever McConnell tells him to do. So if if the margins weren't so thin in the Senate, maybe a voter could say, I'm not going to vote in that race, or I'm going to vote for Warnock. But if the difference is between the, the Republicans running the Senate and not running the Senate, then I guess I have to give my vote to Walker. I think, I th- and especially because what's going to happen in Georgia is it's probably going to be a runoff. So the whole, what happens, you, you have the, how do I say this? The Georgia voters will have the advantage of knowing whether their vote matters or not. They will. And I mean, in a way, that feels like a repeat of 2019-2020, where Georgia goes to a runoff, and they're the critical point in how the Senate goes. I mean, that made the difference. And in that case, and this situation still uh, exists, the president was just about too busy to even pay attention to Georgia. When they finally got him there to speak, he only wanted to talk about how the election had been stolen from crap that kind of thing could happen again and you know one thing i think that's a little bit of a a wild card is that trump who's been relatively quiet he's unleashed in the last week two weeks and does that have the effect on some voters of reminding them how much they didn't like (laughs) trump and how much they don't want that style of politics back You know, some people say, why did Biden give that speech last week on democracy when it was a waste of time? Well, maybe it was just to remind people that if you don't vote for democracy, you're maybe going to have Trump back in two years. And I think most most Americans do not want that. So Trump being out there can't help himself. Right. He's out there talking about the stuff he cares about, which is him and making his insult and insulting, you know, a Republican that people really like, Republicans really like. I don't care for DeSantis, but most Republicans do. That may tip to the the Democrats' favor in these last couple of days, because who isn't voted? It's people who haven't decided yet, which is to us stunning. Like, who could not have decided It's a very small sliver of the population. And those are the people who put Biden in office. So there's a lot of like unknowns, John, in the next 24 hours. Yeah. And you're exactly right. And I'm going to add to that because I think the possibility exists that the Georgia vote is the decisive one on the Senate. Things have a weird way of repeating themselves. You go through some of the other Senate races, it might just about cancel out. So. Donald Trump, we know about him. I mean, I was just hearing this on uh, Bob Woodward's tapes. When he gets out there and hears the crowds, he feeds off that. He enjoys it. 
And so he's going to want to keep going out now, even more if he decides to declare for the presidency here on, on the 14th. Then the race gets extended because you might think even in Georgia that we're down to very few voters. But if you extend this by a month, we're back to the beginning. And then maybe Trump plays a bigger part. And the last time in Georgia, he played a negative part. Right. And I don't think that his um, handlers, to the extent that he can be handled, or anyone else in the Republican Party is going to hold him back. There was some reporting today, who knows if this is true or not, that he wants to announce tonight in Ohio, he's speaking in Ohio tonight, he wants to announce his bid for the presidency today. Because that way, this is think like Trump and you're listening to the Woodward tape. So that way McConnell cannot take any credit for regaining the Senate. He'll say, no, it was me. It was my kid. Yeah, it was absolutely. And I think there's a reason to believe that. Uh, the speech, I think it was two nights ago, where he said about running for president, very close, very close. He said it four times. Uh, there was reporting on that that he wanted to declare that night. He thought he was going to have a big, very friendly crowd. They finally held him back. But that, that very close, very close, he was essentially playing with his support staff. And say, oh, maybe I will, maybe I will, maybe I will. And I, I will tell you, you know, I told you the other day I couldn't stand anymore and I stopped listening to the Trump tapes. That that was a fib. I, <laughs> I was just listening to him again. And when you hear him, you totally believe that could be what's going on. Totally believe it. Yeah, I mean, no one has control of the Trump, not even Trump. So, you know, that... That just throws the whole thing into more chaos than it's already in. So if you're, you know, average Joe voter, not, you know, not that informed what's going on, but what you do know is that you don't want to go back to the Trump times, him being out there, him announcing that he's running for president and you haven't voted yet might be the thing that tips you over and says, I cannot let these guys back. Who knows? I mean, I just think that there's some random thing could happen. Like tomorrow is supposed to be very bad weather in Florida. Oh, really? I, yeah, wow. it's like a tropical storm or something like that. And, you know, weather really does make a difference. And if the Republicans are counting on people coming into the polls on election day, that could hurt them. On the other hand, they say that actually mostly early voting in Florida has been Republicans. So it's very hard to say. You just, you don't know. And wow. anybody who thinks Florida has, you know, is anything other than a Republican state. Yeah. Doesn't know anybody who's moved there in the last five years. No, and <laughs> it's a shame because I, I kind of think a little highly of Val Demings. I thought she was a potential vice president. Uh she in the wrong state. She's not going to win that. Yeah. Well, she killed win. her career by doing that run. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That's unfortunate. So exciting. All right. Let's All right. Get ready. Well, Bye. Tomorrow. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette. You're listening to Sibling Talk. 
commentary from a progressive point of view.